This movie changed westerns and samurai movies forever. Today I'm talking about Yojimbo. This is Scott's Indulgent Movie Podcast. Hello, movie friends. Welcome to Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. I am Scott, and today I'm talking about one of my uh, favorite classic films, which is uh, Kira Kurosawa's 1961 film, Yojimbo. Uh, it's an action film that is wildly influential uh, up until this day and has been remade multiple times. So yeah, without further ado, let's get started. Which foreign director has had the biggest impact on Hollywood filmmaking? There's a lot of fun names to advocate for. Alfred Hitchcock made a series of suspense thrillers that push boundaries and remain staples to this day. Of course, his greatest impact came from within Hollywood, thanks to movies like North by Northwest, Psycho, and Vertigo. Or you could point to French New Wave directors like Jean-Luc Godard, whose unconventional style upended traditional narrative techniques, or the painterly approach of the Italian Fellini. But my personal choice would be Akira Kurosawa. Not only did the masterful Japanese filmmaker influence a new string of grittier westerns and a bloodier kind of samurai movie, he also inspired one of the biggest movie properties in existence, Star Wars. So today I'm going to look at a movie so simple and effective that it's been remade with Hollywood movie stars twice. Tashiro Mifune plays a wandering samurai who stumbles into a town that has descended into chaos, thanks to two rival crime families. After demonstrating his fighting prowess, the samurai decides to try and play the factions against each other and free the town from their control. So let's get into why this movie rocks. First we have the premise. The premise of this movie is a perfect pulp crime novel setup, so much so that some film scholars said that this film is an unofficial adaptation of the detective novel Red Harvest. But while the film noir inspirations are clear, the central element of this premise isn't just the double agent approach, it's the lead character. Typically leads in action movies, especially up to this point in samurai movies and westerns, were paragons of moral authority, men with codes or positions of authority like town sheriff. Mifune's masterless samurai doesn't fit the bill. He's portrayed as more moral than the criminal gangs ruining the town, but that's a low bar to clear. He's still more than willing to cut people down and set some dangerous forces in motion without a second's thought or anyone's request. He just imposes his will upon the place through sheer force, cunning, and, well, will. That moral ambiguity from a nameless hero that drifts towards the greater good quickly became a staple of the spaghetti westerns from directors like Sergio Leone, including Fistful of Dollars, which properly introduced the world to Clint Eastwood, and was directly referenced in Back to the Future 3, and crime movies for decades to come. We also have the cinematography. One of the biggest movements in film has been treating supposedly low cinematic genres with greater love and appreciation than they would have in years past. And the easiest way to convey that your movie is big and serious is to look at the cinematography of your movie. In Yojimbo's case, it meant treating this anti-hero or nameless hero like a legend. That means wide, sweeping shots of Mifune approaching his foes from a distance, fixating the camera on him as he approaches, and having the camera follow him like a force of nature as he cuts through his opponents with ease. Nothing in this film looks or feels like a shady crime flick made on the cheap. It looks and feels big and, well, cinematic. 
And that's an idea that once again transferred over into lesser genres like westerns and crime movies. Movies like this were a reminder or proof that movies with a ton of action or full of bodies cut down with blades didn't need to look and feel small or oppressive. And then we also had the action. This wasn't the first or the last action film that Kurosawa would make in his lifetime, but it is one of his best, and a big part of that is how the film's action scenes are constructed. The action in Yojimbo falls into two categories, one familiar and one that would become a staple of samurai movies like this. The first is pure chaos. It's not common when Mifune is on screen, but any time we see action from the rival gangs, it is indiscriminate, wild, and chaotic. Collateral damage be damned, be it property or people. Not uncommon to crime flicks to portray violence as disruptive, with comparatively little emphasis on choreography, especially compared to Mifune's battles. The second kind of action scenes are Mifune's face-offs with criminal gangs. And those follow an interesting and very effective pattern. Unlike the crooks who are sloppy and just destroy, Mifune's samurai is quiet, patient, and then he strikes. And then a calm resumes briefly as his enemies regroup, and Mifune takes out his enemies again, regardless of numbers. It's like he's literally cutting through and mastering the chaos, bending it to his will. And that time in between skirmishes means that the audience can feel the anticipation and the tension build. It's a strategy so effective that Sergio Leone used it for nearly every single one of his standoffs. The verdict is it's a benchmark for action filmmaking. Though arguably less influential than some of Kurosawa's other movies, Yojimbo's upscale approach to action and moral gray areas left their mark. This has been Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Scott's Self-Indulgent Movie World, for the latest reviews, discussions, and more. See you next time, everybody, and stay safe.